Life Audio. Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity, and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now, 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now, 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today, I'm going to be talking about glutathione, the body's master antioxidant. So um, I recorded another one once before on the concept of oxidative stress and its relevance to aging and chronic disease. But it's also important to note that oxidative stress occurs as an unavoidable part of life, not just toxic exposures, but also the act of converting food and oxygen into energy via your mitochondria. Healthy mitochondria have very little leakage into the surrounding cell, but at least 4 to 5% of the oxygen that does go in does leak out, turning into free, free radicals like hydroxyl, superoxide anion, hydrox, hydrogen peroxide, hypochlorite, and peroxynitrite free radicals. When this happens, the main molecule already on the scene to clean up the damage is glutathione. It's in nearly every cell of your body in high concentrations, or at least it should be. Newton's second law of thermodynamics states that everything proceeds from order to chaos over time, a process also known as entropy. Unfortunately, this applies to every one of our bodily processes too, including our glutathione concentrations. There's also a marked decline of glutathione in our bodies with age, though whether this is due to fewer precursors to make it, slower enzymes to produce it, slower enzymes to regenerate it, higher demand due to increased exposure to oxidative stress, less efficient mitochondria, or a combination of all of the above is unclear. My money's on all of the above. Anything else that might increase demand for glutathione besides the ordinary process of being on the planet longer can do it too, though. Inflammation is a big one. I've often heard inflammation blamed as the root cause of all illness. I don't think that's quite true, but it certainly is the case that chronic inflammation is a major driver of disease. Part of this is because the inflammatory process is inherently pro-oxidative. That is, it produces free radicals on purpose in an effort to kill off foreign invaders. In its place, this is great, much like fire. You want it in your fireplace, you don't want it burning down your house. An example of good oxidative stress is exercise. It's contained, and because it ultimately helps to balance the uh, to, to maintain the balance in the mitochondria between energy coming in and energy output, the net effect is definitely a win. 
Bad inflammation and oxidative stress would certainly be autoimmunity, such as rheumatoid arthritis. One study shows that subjects with RA had 50% less glutathione than healthy controls. The same is true for other autoimmune conditions and inflammatory conditions generally. Toxic exposures are also certainly in the bad category, too, and they can potentially lead to diagnosable conditions, of course. Electromagnetic fields, or EMF, are a modern toxin clearly associated with oxidative stress and thus glutathione depletion, though there are many, many others as well. We live in a toxic world, and I wonder how much faster glutathione levels are depleted today compared to decades past. Speaking of toxicity, the highest cellular concentration of glutathione is found in the liver as it is a critical component of the body's detoxification strategy. Glutathione neutralizes toxins, rendering them harmless for purposes of elimination. The second highest concentration of glutathione is in the brain. This is because even though the brain only comprises 2% of your body weight, it consumes 20% of your oxygen. Oxygen gets turned into ATP via the mitochondria. This means that even if those mitochondria are perfectly healthy since some 4-5% of it still leaks out, lots of free radicals are produced too. And that means a very high demand for glutathione. This increased demand in the brain is no doubt the reason why so much glutathione research has centered on various neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, ALS, and autism. All of them are associated with significantly decreased levels of glutathione. And speaking of autism, many children on the spectrum suffer methylation defects. This likely only compounds the problem of oxidative stress since the methylation pathway also produces glutathione. There's some debate over the best way to boost glutathione levels. As mentioned earlier, there's a number of possible reasons why it might be low. One indirect approach might be to simply support the other antioxidants that help to regenerate glutathione. This can be done with diet, increasing especially colorful fruits and vegetables. A good rule of thumb for produce is the more intense the colors, the higher the antioxidant content is. A good multivitamin is also advisable for that reason. Another approach is to supplement with the precursors to glutathione. Glutathione is a tripeptide comprised of the amino acids glycine, cysteine, and glutamate. Of these, the least abundant is cysteine, so N-acetylcysteine, or NAC, is often preferred as a precursor supplement. In my experience, in many cases, NAC is effective in increasing glutathione levels and not terribly expensive. One study shows that supplementation with dietary precursors cysteine and glycine is helpful. Oral supplementation with glutathione itself is controversial because it's not absorbed very well. Part of this is because it's a highly reactive molecule. Also, if you take it orally, once it gets to your gut, it will be broken down to its constituents, and then your body gets to decide what it wants to assemble with them. It may reassemble glutathione, or it might make something else entirely. The same is true of the precursors themselves too, of course, but they have the benefit of being much cheaper. That said, reduced glutathione oral supplements do show efficacy too. I just wonder if it's any better than just taking the individual precursors. Some try to get around the problem of glutathione delivery by encapsulating it in a liposomal form. This too appears to boost glutathione levels to at least some degree. Liposomal glutathione is particularly utilized as a skin delivery method. However, in my interview for a little while ago with Dr. Nayan Patel, he argued that lipid absorption through the skin is slow and sticky and not terribly efficient. His preference is a water-based topical glutathione solution, uh, which uses the highways of the pores for a more rapid absorption. Option. 
Another approach is sublingual, often preferred to oral supplementation for many things as it bypasses the gut and thus allows more rapid and less encumbered absorption. One study compared sublingual glutathione to oral or precursor supplementation and found significant improvement in absorption. IV glutathione, of course, also bypasses the gut, delivering the whole molecule intact to the bloodstream, but the body can only use so much glutathione at any given moment. Thus, while the initial effects may be very impressive, they'll typically only last for a few hours and you'll pee out whatever you don't use. These can be quite pricey if you do them often. So bottom line, we're surrounded by toxic insults and oxidative stress, even if we're healthy. While I believe that the foundation of any healthy lifestyle is a whole foods-based unprocessed diet full of lots of produce and a wide range of colors, it certainly does make sense to add in some additional antioxidant support. So as usual, I will link in the show notes to the blog review this comes from and all of the studies that I mentioned are linked. Thanks for joining me and I'll see you next week. Are you looking for a holistically minded healthcare practitioner who truly treats root cause rather than symptom suppression? Unfortunately, even in the alternative healing professions, this isn't a given. That's why I've created wholehealthdoctor.com, a resource to help connect patients to healthcare practitioners in their area who share a root cause philosophy. Alternatively, most of the practitioners listed also practice telehealth. So if there isn't anyone local to you, you can still find a great practitioner to help you regain optimal health. Go to wholehealthdoctor.com. That's whole healthdr.com, type in your location or adjust the specialty that you're looking for and find the practitioner who's right for you. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you, so please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren DeVille. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. Have you ever attempted to read the entire Bible? Did you do it, or did you only make it part way? I'm John Stonge, and I host a podcast that will make it possible for you to make it through the entire Bible, one chapter at a time. I've been hosting the Chapter a Day Audio Bible Podcast since 2015, and every single day of the week, I read one chapter of Scripture, then follow that up with a time of prayer. And if you're looking for daily insights and inspiration directly from God's Word, I hope you'll give the Chapter a Day Audio Bible a listen. You can find it at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.